Welcome to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish, and with me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. We've become known for commissioning over the years. Got together, started a podcast to help other commissioners out. All of our shows are evergreen, pretty evergreen at least, so you can go and do what most people do and go back and listen to all of them multiple times on multiple devices. <laughs> <laughs> what we do here is go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas people have sent us, and, and some ideas that are percolating in our heads, Ryan. You can email us at commissionpod at gmail.com. Now, on to the show. Ryan, oh man, it's, uh, we feels like it's been a couple weeks or five minutes, one of the two. I don't know how it's... Some, somewhere in between, maybe. Somewhere <laughs> in between that. Oh, we'll not pull back that curtain too far. Uh, let's start today. We're going we're gonna to give you a smattering again, like we did two weeks ago or five minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> yep. Okay. So we're going to give you a smattering of a, a bad commission story, a league idea, and maybe a question or two. Let's start with a bad commission story. So this game, this actually popped up on Twitter, uh, tagged a bunch of people, got a whole bunch of, you know, interaction. And I thought it'd be, it'd just be fun to, to put out there as, as just hilarious. And, um, so right before week 14, we're talking like week 12, week 13, something like that in this last season. And as you may or may not remember, the NFL increased their regular, their regular season by a week. So people, most people had adjusted their regular season of fantasy to a week one through week 14 schedule. Isn't that right, Ryan? That is correct. Yep. They did the playoffs, fantasy playoffs for week 15 through 17. So this commissioner uh, forgot to do that. So he had the playoffs still set to start in week 14. And... uh, I mean, didn't you see a ton of those? Yes, yes, there I, are a ton of those. I saw. I mean, it happened in leagues that that I was in myself. I won't. I won't name any names here. It wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't you, Scott. But uh, it happened in league in at least one league I play in. I saw many, many people uh, in the same situation. It, it came that yep. week 13, 14, 15, whatever, and they were trying to figure out what to do. Uh, and that's that's pretty much what we've got here. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's just just unreal. I, I I don't know how people did not foresee that coming with all the talk of the extra week and the fact that the platform most platforms defaulted you to that that that's you know week fourteen week one through fourteen. But anyway, if you remember correctly, there was a bunch of COVID outbreaks in the NFL in that week fourteen and week fifteen and week sixteen right there at the end of the season. Uh, this commissioner wanted to postpone some of the fantasy matchups from week 14 into week, get rescheduled, get a buy and then be rescheduled into week 15. Um, all other healthy matchups would continue and have their matchup that week. So like the teams affected by buys or COVID or whatever, we're going to be rescheduled to week 15 and the healthy games we're going to play in week 14. Oh my goodness. And then the rest of the playoffs would resume in week 16 or 17. Um, He wanted every team, every team to vote yay or nay by midnight tonight. So this was a one day decision. 
<laughs> he, wow. he posted this and he wanted everyone to vote yay or nay by tonight. Um, and he said, in an effort to put the best product on the field and keeping player safety top of mind, this is a proposed reschedule of certain matchups. <laughs> How? This is a fantasy lineup. <laughs> in an effort to put the best product on the field. Okay, I can I can slightly understand that. In an effort to put the best like fantasy lineups out there, have the best matchups, everybody has their starters. I can like logically make sense of that half of the sentence. All right. But and keeping player safety top of mind. <laughs> how does how does player safety come into this? Oh wow, this this is horrible. <laughs> but um of course it came out later that one of the one of the two affected matchups that was to move to the next week was him. No. <laughs> shocking. I shocking. did not see that coming. A shocking development here. <laughs> but I uh, thought it I thought it would be good to put out there that um, this this is a hilarious example, but once, and maybe this is because I run a, like a legal contest operator, like my brain is so set to once week one kicks off, you, you can't change anything. Um, that should really almost just be an unwritten rule for most leagues is once week one kicks off, you really shouldn't change anything for the rest of the season unless you get like full support of the league. Right, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do love, I'm reading reading this uh, Twitter thread now. He noted uh, to you, in responding to you actually, that the voting was 11 to 1. It was only <laughs> only the commish voted to make the change. So that's, uh, that's perfect. Perfect. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's beautiful. I'm surprised the, the league actually went through with the vote. I do. <laughs> Like I think it would just be a. I see you. You probably want. You probably want that just to make like just to make sure that he's very clear that this was not no okay way to settle this situation. But I just thought that was funny and just to bring up the point again. You know, you need the whole league support if you're going to change anything after week one kicks off. Ooh, really terrible. Um, we've had a few of those. You know, changes in the season. It's a. It's definitely a sign of a certain type of commission when they're making changes in like during the season. Yeah, it's it's a bad sign. Uh, Ryan, what let, let let's move on from bad commission. Let's go to happier stuff. Let's maybe go for a is this a new league idea? I think that's what it is. This is from oh. Luis in Riverside, California. Uh, he said, here's an idea, not so much as a league format format, but rather a side competition to run concurrently with your league. I Ooh, like that idea as well. This might be more of a redraft side competition, but maybe it doesn't matter. I got the idea from soccer. I love football, but soccer is my true love. This takes on the best of both worlds. Short hmm. version. Fantasy teams participate in an open cup style competition by submitting a three-man team to compete against other teams in the league. Rosters are simple. One running back, one wide receiver, one flex. Okay. Uh, wide receiver, running back, or tight end. So no quarterback here. Teams play against other teams on various weekends throughout the season. Uh, so just not every weekend, just set weekends, it looks like. Yeah. The winner advances, loser is eliminated. These open cup matches do not affect nor replace the regular season nope. games. It's completely a side game. Um, <laughs> let's see. He's got a longer version here. Um, teams can pl- can field any player on their roster. That was one of my questions. Provided they are not cup tied to another team. Uh, 
I think if you continue to limit teams in the final, then you'll have the bottom of the barrel players competing for the money. And that's not what anyone wants. Mm -hmm. Also the same scoring settings would be in play in the open cup. Uh, Luis notes that you could play for whatever stakes you choose. Obviously low stakes, high stakes, whatever works for you. Um, He said it adds another wrinkle to the league test, not only your team's depth, but also your managerial skills. Open Cup weekends would be known before the start of the season, so you would be able to look at bye weeks, consider that for trading purposes, etc. So, so when it when so like, hmm, I'm trying to trying to get the schedule of this. Like, so in week three, there's six matchups, like twelve teams. There's six matchups. Six get eliminated. Am I catching that right? And then I think, say, I like, think it is a single. From my understanding, it's a single elimination, and he. He does explain how the how it works okay. in soccer as well. Okay, so six get eliminated, then the week seven or whatever they say is the next one. Uh, the sixth play, there's three matchups, three get eliminated. Then the last one is it just like a three man? Do you think three mm-hmm. three teams playing each other? Like, and it would have to be unless and one gets eliminated, and then the final week, like week thirteen, it's just the two head to head. Like that would that would be my guess. I, I, that would be my guess too. I don't think he notes I'm, it here, but yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not seeing a notation of exactly how that would work out with you know a, an amount of teams that is not divisible by four. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that is, but it like it creates an odd number near the end. It's obviously twelve is divisible by four. I'm, I'm not <laughs> that. Not that's, um, uh, yeah, I do like that. Uh, and Luis noted this as well. That, well. Yeah. Luis mentioned, you know, even if your regular team, your main team is, is struggling or is out of contention, you could possibly still be advancing in the open cup, which, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a side pot essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that. Yeah. I like it. I like every bit about it. It's not an int- It's not a, it's not a league idea. It's a, an addition to your already fun league. Um, Works better with a sixteen team league <laughs> if you're gonna have four of those True. cup weeks. But I think I think that works. Like, you know, that's uh yeah, you cut out you cut from twelve to six, then six to three, then the three play, one gets eliminated, then the final two play. Like you you have four cup weeks. I kinda like it. I like it. You're just picking th- did it say did you say it's three players from your roster or any three players? Um I don't know. Be- because if it's from your roster, that become that that might I wonder if that affects strategy in your in like the main league at all. Like if if you're playing for that that cup pot, like and you you have two awesome start two great starters, do you try to make a trade in your main side of your league for a better third starter? you know, maybe sacrificing depth or whatever on your big club because you have this side pot you're trying to win. Yeah, I'm now seeing that Luis does does mention some of these things that we had questions about. Um, So week three would be qualifying. You would need at least eight teams to participate. If you have more than eight teams, week three is qualifying. Week seven would be quarterfinals. You would have a blind blind draw to determine the matchups and the bracket. Uh, or could seed them based on based on league standings. Either way, okay, that uh, makes sense. Qualifiers, and then you hit the bracket. That makes and, sense. 
And then he says, instead of rolling out the same three players every time, there are roster restrictions. Uh, you can only use a player once until the final. So if my lineup for qualifying is Barkley, Diggs, Kelsey, I can't use any of those players again until I make the final. So See, you do- does that affect it? Like if you use a player in your open cup, but you're going after that open cup side pot, do you trade that player away to get a different player like late in the season? Just, just so you have a better shot at winning that open cup money. It does seem like it would maybe slightly impact or you're, encourage trading. Yeah. Uh, even, even if you're kind of going for an equal pivot, you know, you can go from digs to whoever, whoever's, you know, someone similar, um, right. not necessarily for an upgrade, but just an, another option to use before you reach the finals. Yeah. I can, I, like I can it. definitely see the teams that are out of it late in the season, making moves like that to try to go after that open cup because they're out of it and they don't, they don't, you know, they're, they're willing to make a slight sacrifice to their team in order to win that open cup money potentially. Yeah. I, I think even though it is concurrent and it's a side pot, I do think it affects how you play your actual team. If, if the pot is enough, if the side pot's enough, like yeah. if it's for 20 bucks, maybe you, maybe you're not working that hard, <laughs> you right. know, but um, yeah, that's interesting. I like that Luis from Riverside, California. I think you could almost do it. You could almost, that could almost be the competition for like some type of extra rookie pick or something like that. Some type of league bonus. Sure. Um, Yeah. And yeah, because it it does seem like they're a little bit more inter intertwined than saying like doing a fun best ball draft with your players on the side. You know what I mean? Like it's, it seems more intertwined than your normal side pot type thing. Um, Let's, let's hit up a couple questions here. Dan from, is that Lottie? Lodi? Lottie, California? I do not know. I'm going to go with Lottie. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I have to know. Now I have to know, Ryan. Lottie, <laughs> California pronunciation. Um, oh, man. Now I'm, I'm, it's going to make me listen to something. <laughs> Lodi. Lodi, California. I was not going to guess that one. I was like, that's like, we both guessed things that were not that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Dan from Lodi, California. Hi, guys. I appreciate everything you do. Keep at it. We will. We'll keep doing it. We'll keep at it. I run a 12-team dynasty league with an auction draft and player contracts years one one through five years. Oh, this is more right up your alley, Ryan, I think. I love it already. With things like guaranteed money to restrict wanton dropping, I like they use wanton, <laughs> restrict wanton dropping of long expensive contracts and RFA drafts for expiring contracts. Roster sizes are 21 players, but we're always looking to make the league more dynasty-ish because we get still get owners who carry over the only five to seven players from one year to the next. What would be your opinion on how to do how to do that? I've thought about instituting a taxi squad, limiting the number of one-year contracts owners can sign, and expanding expanding rosters. P.S. Something that our league does for playoff determining tiebreakers is theoretical head-to-head, where the two or more teams who are tied at the end of the season are matched up week by week, and whichever team is the highest scorer of the tied teams the most often wins the tiebreaker. I kind of like I kind of like how that last part, like CBS does this weekly, like 
um, or and at least they do it in the championship week. Like they're like, if Scott, like I was in a championship game on CBS with Jamie Eisenberg, and it was like if Jamie Eisenberg played Scott's schedule, he would be this, and if he had played, uh, if Scott had played Jamie's schedule, he would this would be their record, and if they'd played each other every week, this would there be their record against each other. I love that CBS does that. It's kind of a a good look at the two two teams in the matchup, and I think like this feels like that last part. You yeah. Know, the, how they would have fared against each other the whole season. That's interesting. I have not seen that. I've yeah. I've not played on CBS in a okay. while, actually, but I like that. I'm I'm the type that I'm a fan of. I, I like all the sites. I, mm-hmm. I'll never understand the hate for certain sites because like I, I feel like I get them to work all just fine. I'll never understand the MFL hate, I don't I don't think. Because like my nine-year-old son and his nine-year-old friend use it fine without any <laughs> questions. Like they're able to they submitted their lineups this year just fine. And then they, my, my son did the playoff league and it, you know how you submit lineups in a playoff contest. It's different. It's like in you're moving player from one box to another. Yep. He didn't even flinch. Just did it. Like, I don't understand how my nine-year-old has no problem with <laughs> MFL. And so many people have so many difficulties. I think, I think what it is is people are just used to what they're used to, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's more what it is. And because he's nine, he's not used to, certain platforms he's just like i'll figure this out um but yeah i i find i think they're all good i think they're all just fine they 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 work great you know this once you figure them out they're good but anyway let's go to the top let's it's enough ranting i might even take that out uh how does he make this more dynasty-ish where people are not doing a bunch of run one-year contracts they're they're keeping more than just like five to seven players uh, he, he hit on a couple of ideas that I think would be very helpful. He he talked about 21 players on the roster. Expanding rosters absolutely would make it feel more like a dynasty uh, versus a keeper league. So I think that uh, would be the first and, and maybe the easiest move to make. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you prob- he doesn't mention what his uh, contract cap is uh, as far as the number of years you can have uh, on rostered are on on contracts on your roster. Right. Uh, but I would most likely increase that as well. Uh, and then I think a taxi squad is, is always a good idea in a contract league. Um, so, you get that rookie. You're not ready to give him a contract yet. Uh, keep him on that taxi squad and, and give yourself a, a year to, to figure it out. So would, do you think, and it, and it just sounds like it would, it would work for, it would work fairly easily as well. Um, it could obviously, this could obviously go with any of these like in conjunction, but also just on itself. What do you think about um, a contract years minimum per team as well? Like you have to have at least 30 years of contract on your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, 30, 30 wouldn't work with 21, play, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. We, we do use a minimum in the leagues that I run. Uh, it's not very strict. Um, I think it's, um, you know, it's like 12 or 15. It's, it's very low. You can easily hit it unless you're, you're really, uh, really going crazy with yeah. your team. Uh, but I, I think the idea of a minimum is, is a good one. Yeah. They probably, he probably, yeah. Yeah, a lot of these, like what what he just mentioned, limiting the number of one-year contracts a team can have, um, expanding the rosters. I think having probably a higher minimum amount of contract years 
on your <laughs> than maybe a normal dynasty league would just to force people force that issue. Uh, there's a bunch of options. Um, I think you nailed. I think you nailed them. Ryan helped, um, you know, maybe cement some of them. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. Those are those, any of those would probably work. I wonder if the team would, the league would have a little pushback on that, I, I, or if they're just you know, I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, it I mean, is, those, it's very those are big changes. Yeah, yeah, those are big changes to make. Yeah. yeah, especially in a in a dynasty league that or, that you know, that's already got these, you know, people are keeping players on certain amounts of contracts already. Um, it's, it is, a, it is a big change for some of those things. Um, but keeping, keeping five to seven is really light for a dynasty league. Yeah. I mean, we, we call these dynasty leagues. I call, of course, I call kitchen sink dynasty leagues that I run that are, that are similar to what uh, Dan's describing here. But in reality, they they are keeper leagues because you you do not have the choice you do not have the option to keep every player on your roster right, so right. you know if you want to get technical they are just big keeper leagues with some contract restrictions uh, dan's is almost a smaller keeper league if players yeah. are keeping uh, less than 10 yeah yeah it's yeah uh hopefully you get some of the, one or more of those ideas passed in your league dan and you, you can uh you can start increasing the size of, of what's kept each year. Uh, you want to go over Mike Casper from Texas? This yeah, question? let's do it. Yeah, Mike Casper from Texas. Mike says, starting my first auction startup since Sleeper recently started auctions. The problem is figuring out if everyone should have a set rookie budget mm-hmm. after the startup for 2022, perhaps $1,000, or trade draft picks that have money values associated to them once final standings are over. The 101 could be worth a thousand, 102, 950, et cetera. Uh, what's the best and most fair way to do this? If someone goes the productive struggle route in the startup, everyone having a thousand after the startup seems unfair since they would likely have an early pick in a standard format league. Uh, trying to figure out how to do this while also making money or picks available for trade has been a headache. Any help would be appreciated. Uh, yeah, this is a, another one kind of in the in the kitchen sink realm. Uh, I created a pick chart, uh, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, yeah. maybe, maybe longer than that, uh, that uh, did exactly what Mike described, correlated yep. a draft pick with a dollar amount. Um, and honestly, it, it was kind of at the time, it was just kind of spitballing some numbers and trying mm-hmm. to guess on the gaps. But it's it's worked well uh, as far as uh, being successful. The the math and the numbers have worked out. You know, in, in Mike's example, and I know he was just throwing something out here, but you wouldn't want a a fifty dollar gap from the one hundred one to the one hundred two, right? From the one hundred two to the one hundred three, you you want to yep. see no, yeah, you want to see something a, a little different there, especially if you're talking about numbers as large as a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, I, I could. I share that on Twitter occasionally and, and would be glad to, to do that again. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to help people out with this. I should probably link it on commission pod, but uh, scottfishbowl.com backslash rookie money has your uh, yours and mine. We both have our own static ones. And then I have an Excel doc that you can uh, click on and it's uh, it's, it's got several different versions depending on your league size that you can also adjust based on like how people did the year before. 
Um, nice. I should really just make this a Google Doc, like that that people can you know link to. But uh, Ryan's like right when you open that scottfishbowl.com backslash rookie money or front forward slash sorry, uh, rookie money. It's um, Ryan and mine are right there, and there's the link to the the Excel doc, and you can you can see exactly how Ryan's numbers are, and and possibly just use that. Um, but yes, that's that's how you do it. That's the best way to do it is trade the picks, convert them to cash later. Uh, uh, I put that one in here because I figured you know. In the next couple of weeks, maybe I'll I'll have time to put that and make a Google Doc of it, and I'll you know I'll have it nice and prettied up for uh, but scottfishbowl.com backslash or forward slash rookie money. Anyway, that's it, Ryan. We're done. We're done. Thank you to Mike Casper and Dan from Lodi and Luis from Riverside, California, and uh, where was Mike Casper from? Texas. Uh, thanks. Yep. Thanks to you guys uh, for your questions, your emails, et cetera. You can email us commissionpod at gmail.com. You can search for anything in our previous four show, previous shows, commissionpod.com. You can sign up for our newsletter there. Uh, you will get uh, a newsletter a every other week. Uh, it won't always be on Tuesdays, but it'll be sometime during the off week from the podcast. Other than that, Follow me on Twitter, Scottfish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.